Welcome to the Adult Candy Podcast. I'm Miss Crystal, your host and idea slinger. What is adult candy about? Well, it's dedicated to cultivating creativity and sensuality in adults, which, let's be honest, is what we all want more of anyway. This exploration of mindful indulgence is in conversations with a very delicious mix of rebels, noted creatives, and sex-positive advocates of an imaginative variety. We dig into process and tools for facing fears and chasing dreams and keeping the magic in running the business of creative sexy cool. While this is absolutely going to be explicit with adult content and bursting with very sexy, the mission here is about embracing and accepting pleasure and desire, which is an internal process. And that is the foundation for any type of meaningful intimacy, passion, or sexual prowess. So buckle up or unbuckle or buckle down because in these very bizarro times, we absolutely can't go back. We go through. And we are now officially recording. It is happening. This is fantastic. Um, so, uh, with me today on Adult Candy is Jessalyn, and how do you pronounce your last name? It's Regus. Regus. Yeah, Regus. That sounds so really good. That's like, um, it sounds (laughs) like, uh, Magus or something. Like, it's just like, ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's, it's so dramatic. I love it. Uh, so the reason, wh- well, first of all, we met at the Witches Confluence last year in San Francisco, and um, I just happened to be passing by this table, and I saw this crazy tarot deck, and was that how it happened, or just, I don't even remember, it was just like, all of a sudden, you. I'm like, wh- who is this yeah. person, <laughs> what is this weird thing that she's doing, and... Um, I really wanted to get into talking about, um, what the inspirations were for doing an erotic tarot deck and walk me through some of the meanings and why you chose this and how you feel like, um, the erotic tarot can elevate and connect with people in a different way like what is how does that shift things for a tarot deck yeah for sure yeah we did we met at the witch's confluence because i was there um selling books for my bookstore the booksmith in upper hate um and they allow me to sell my smutty tarot deck the tarot erotique um so i they're like if you want to bring some go ahead so it's like cool uh, perfect place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like talking about the art of it, um, it is very erotic, lots of genitals, lots of nudity, but I try to portray it. I call it my psychedelic erotica. Um, cause I try to make it more like fun and all inclusive and sex positive. I want it to reach like my art to reach a more, um, elevated way of thinking about sex and not just the dirty deed, right? It's like all about like your pleasure senses and stuff like that. And I want the art to kind of mimic that mm-hmm. um, in the tarot. 
and then the energies from each tarot card kind of like the symbolism and things like that um that was really fun to incorporate into my way of thinking about erotic art um um, tell me a little bit about your background so i mean that perspective of wanting it to be a more sensual experience versus smutty right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. sex positive what is your own journey to being able to be even comfortable with that or wanting to explore that or wanting that to be a part of your message right um my background i grew up very i mean it wasn't like super super conservative but it was more like middle class american family like we went to church we just like it was just like teach my mom's a teacher my dad's a farmer um and I don't know I I'm an only child I grew up I alone a lot so I was always like looking at art and um magazines and I grew up with MTV and all that stuff too so that probably seeped in somewhere um I watched a lot of John Waters I I really like I think the influences that I ended up stumbling upon when I was younger kind of like geared me towards this. I didn't, but I didn't think that I would be doing this kind of art now. Um, When I first went to art school here in San Francisco, I came for art education. Mm. I was going to be an art teacher. um, And then I got into illustration instead because I wanted to do it myself. (laughs) Um, And I was way more classical. So I was doing like rendering and kind of more realism stuff, which is totally different from what I do now. Um, That journey kind of uh, of school, like really brought me into this more experimental period. And once I graduated, I like went heavy into the tarot. And that was like my, I think, blossoming moment of like my psychedelic erotica type of like, uh, I guess, period, <laughs> art period. Aesthetic, yeah. Aesthetic, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like now I'm in this place where I can creatively as well as, like, I can kind of take the things that are in my brain and, like, maybe this queer utopia that I dream of for, like, this... And the community, it's like a mimic of my community as well here in San Francisco. Um so I think that that's, yeah, that's where all these kind of um, uh, inspirations come into my work. And I feel like I see it in my work mimicking. Yeah. In San Francisco is an extremely magical place, but it's it's in so much transition and it's been going through so many And I mean, maybe to say that it is always in transition, right? And it's always has this juxtaposition of um, uh, massive uh, power, money, all that kind of thing. And then this like underground uh, experimental weirdos, like hyper weirdo Mm -hmm. culture. Um, Yeah. And, you know, and it's very easy to like, just be like, this is, you find your way, right? How do you negotiate being an artist in San Francisco and, you know, just the expense, the stress, the pressure, all of these things? Like, how do you maintain 
having space for yourself to even feel right. sensual and erotic under such heavy right. societal yeah. pressures. And even San Francisco right. itself has this pressure of being like so PC, like, you know, like yeah. there's so many rules to this anarchist space. How do you do yeah. that? I feel like in San Francisco, it's pretty inclusive. Uh, we live in a bubble here. And mm -hmm. I think um, from some outside perspectives, it can seem pretty, like like you said, like almost too PC, too harsh in some ways. Um, I guess harsh isn't a good term. Um, but I think that the way the community is built is very like, as long as you're being your authentic self and, and you're like stoked about it, everybody else is going to be stoked with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's my art is very, um, can be problematic to some people. And so being in this community, I feel like there's nowhere else I would rather be, um, to, I feel like my art thrives here because of the community that is here. Like they're so accepting, so loving, um, that it makes it worth all of the like turmoil of having to like pay a massive amount of rent or like just trying to stay afloat here. Um, I work multiple jobs, uh, but it makes it all worth that, like getting to do the art that I love and it being accepted for what it is. And that, yeah, I wouldn't trade that for anything. <laughs> it's worth all of that. Yeah. So what do you do to recharge? Like if you have, I mean, if you're making something that's really um, wild and, you know, this, this <laughs> deep erotic, you know, like how do you get um, back in touch with yourself? If you like, do you use your tarot deck all the time or does it, does it no longer serve that same space for you because you created it and now it's kind of like you've passed it on to the world? Like, how do you continually source? No. Yeah. It's like, um, I, I, I kind of don't want to use this, but I can't really think of anything else. But it's like, um, you know, strippers t are not necessarily like very sexy people in their real lives because like it has right. become, like, it's you the job. Home, you're, right. yeah, you work I, get, work. I yeah. get paid for this shit. I'm going home. I'm putting on sweats. Fuck right. you all. Right. No, I, literally I've been doing art since I can remember my grandmother was an artist so it's just always been a part of my life and it's always been how I um deal with my emotions deal with life in general like I'll just create 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 um I can't seem to turn it off <laughs> sometimes which can can get tiring um so I have to really remind myself and like be good to myself that, you know, I am a human. I am a person like I'm not a art making machine, <laughs> but it is something that like does give me so much joy that when I do end up finding myself working till like 2 a.m., it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> like it feels like I've just been, you know, kind of doing, your thing. doing my thing, releasing. Yeah. Um, but I, tarot is something that I heavily lean on um, for kind of like figuring out my thoughts, my thought processes. Oh my gosh, my cat's <laughs> um, And so I do use my deck 
like almost every day. <laughs> I um, it's my baby and I love it so much. Um, and I'm it's just a bonus. I that a, a bunch of people happen to like it as well because um, I essentially made it for myself. Um, but then when I started sharing it, it really felt right to to keep going with the project. So. When I started, um, I was doing a card like maybe every couple of months. And then when I started showing them to people, then I, I kept getting some feedback and they're like, you should keep going. And I'm like, you're right. And then I just like, bam, bam, bam. And once I finished it and I used the deck for the first time, like it just made it all worth it. And, and it now every time I use it, I just feel this huge connection to it where it just has this kind of energy of, telling you what you need to hear and what you kind of know already but it just brings this this fruitation of of like okay I need to go do it or I need to like complete this or I need to maybe stop and think about this for a little bit longer do you do you think that that, (laughs) um do you think that uh, the deck being that it's the psychedelic sensual erotic deck um that it is seeping into the subconscious of being more sex positive um or do you think that mm-hmm. you know like it, it it doesn't uh you get adjusted to it right it becomes like another thing right, right? how do you think yeah. that that or how have you noticed for yourself like you've consistently more embraced this experience the life juiciness of like everyday life yeah um yeah trying to like you mean like uh taking the erotic nature and like putting it into my everyday life right um I feel like I'm I'm just usually an open person to begin with um about things like not not super in your face or anything but like I'm open to talk about many different things including sex positivity sex work all that stuff like I I think it's so important to talk about it because I grew up in a household where we didn't really talk about it um and I think that's like such a setback a little bit um because you come into the world you know you have certain experiences and I think if we're given the proper knowledge sometimes we can make different decisions um, in those moments <laughs> and, and not having those tools kind of, um, maybe can, or I know can cause certain, certain things to, um, you know, it causes more baggage, <laughs> but I think, um, showing this type of art and the, I feel like my, my tarot deck has, it kind of shows many facets of, um, sexual pleasures and um, relationships and so having that and getting to share that of what I feel like can kind of give a softer moment to sex <laughs> um, yeah I just want it to be a little more uh, talked about <laughs> I just feel like now now is the time um, in, in this world to talk about it. I feel like it's being talked about more than ever, which is really cool. Um, especially here in San Francisco, like we're 
in the bubble and I, I feel like we just talk about it all the time. <laughs> like I find myself um, getting to be sex positive every day, which is cool. I don't have to hide, hide that part of myself. But when I definitely go back home, I feel like I have to tame that person within myself. And um, I just hope we get to a world where we don't have to do that. <laughs> right. We all have a language for our yeah. own eroticism. I found that um, in right. having these conversations um, and doing the Adult Candy podcast, um, it's been really interesting talking to men about how they develop their, like to even tell them, like, you know, or ask them, how do you develop your sensual self? They're just like, <clears throat> you know, because yeah. it's just like we yeah. immediately jump to sex as opposed to mm -hmm. developing our own sense of sensuality. And it's definitely within men, it's just like, oh no, you just need to go and get laid. Like, that's what you need to do. Like, not really what you like or- Like, bam, bam, done, yeah, right. that's the answer. <laughs> don't explore what you like, don't explore what they like. It's not right. about that. This is just like, you're, you're winning a race. <laughs> Win that race, that is what we do. And so it's it's been so fascinating to unpack um, just even the notion of developing a sensual side that doesn't necessarily have to end with sex itself. And, you know, I, I think that right. in developing intimacy with yourself about what you feel is pleasure, because there's so much shame around being pleasureful so yeah. and, and like wanting to be in your body or wanting to be touched or wanting to just to just be luxurious with yourself. Um, mm -hmm. I used to work for NARS um, and they have the world's best selling uh, blush, which is called orgasm. And <laughs> yeah, and it's, it was hilarious and painful and sad and all of the things because I would be, you know, the way someone would be able to say the word orgasm like told me volumes mm -hmm. about who they were because there were definitely women who would just <laughs> exactly like, or just like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to point to this over here and I'm not going to look directly in your eye, but this is what like, I would like. Don't make me say it. Don't make me say please, it. Please, <laughs> please. I don't, Ooh, who could be listening? Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, wow, exactly. wow. How, how are yeah. we, of course our civilization looks like this. Of course it does, right? If we're not even able to have the most base, like that is the only thing that we are actually designed to do. It's designed the only thing. <laughs> that is really it. Like oh all of the other things, sex is, is, and the pleasure derived from it is by design. Not every, not every creature has pleasurable sex and reproduction, you know? And right. so it's like, exactly. why, why are we not celebrating the fact that we're not cats? Celebrate it instead of shaming it. Yeah. <laughs> we, that's, that, that's what makes us, you know, appear, right? If, right. if you want to say that, that there's some type of, you know, food chain, um, <laughs> that's what makes us yeah. a higher being. Exactly. Um, is our or is our capacity for multiple orgasms. That's that's the truth and, right there. And yeah, to share that pleasure and love of of making yourself feel good. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm, right now, I've, I've just sort of like jumped over to your website and I'm looking at some of these. Tell me, like, what is one of your absolute favorite um, tarot cards that you're just like, every time you see it, you're just like, yes. That I've done. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think the nine of cups. Uh, she's probably my one of my favorites. I have her up on my wall. Mm. Um, she, yeah, she's just very, very wet, <laughs> and but in a cute way. <laughs> do you? Um, do you? <clears throat> what has been like? Have people come up to you and been like, "Thank you so much for doing this." I mean, what is the initial reaction if someone's, like, walking by, like me, and they're like, oh, whoa. Um, you know, do you have those moments where you're just like, wow, I really, like, these people don't know how to, you know, like, oh, she's getting fingered. I, oh. I, I've been surprised, though. I, I've gotten, only because I, it was so hard for me to print the deck, I thought, I think it put me in this mindset of, like, nobody wants to see it it's it's too much maybe for people right now and things like that came up in my mind you know all these doubt stuff that you do um but then when I I do a lot of like little group shows and I had a show at the beginning of um the last year uh at strut sf um they're a uh like a um, medical services for, for sex workers and stuff like that. And Ooh. so, um, it was really cool to get this just overwhelming, like love of it. And I was just taken aback because it was just so hard to bring, like so hard, um, that I just didn't, I didn't think that people wanted to see it and so when when people would come up and say thank you for creating something that kind of shares everybody's interests um that was that was really rewarding you and i think we actually briefly talked about this when we were in san francisco was that um publishers wouldn't publish it because of the eroticism right. is that correct wow um walk me through that process yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've, um, I worked on the deck for three years, getting all the artwork together. And then, um, when I came time to come print, I found a printer. They printed it twice for me. Um, I, I did like small increments at first and I was like, cool, like no problems. Um, I had been getting a lot of backlash on from Instagram, not on Instagram. It was from Instagram. Um, I would post something, they immediately take it down. I knew I was being watched for a minute. I got, you know, the shadow ban. Um, but then when I got an email saying that, um, the printer would no longer print because of nudity, um, I was like, crap, I have no idea what I'm going to do now. Uh, started looking for more printers, called around, um, and found another one, tried it again, paid. And then they came back to me and said it went to the printer and they re refused it. Um, and I was like, all right, okay, here we go again. Uh, so this time before I paid anything, <laughs> I sent, I like called and said, hey, it has genitals, it has 
um, like nipples. It it has um, actual penetration because that was something that um, I found out. There was one place I talked to, and they said, "Well, we we could print it if there wasn't penetration." It's like okay, so I'm like writing down all these little like you know things that people are saying. Like okay, no nipple clamps. That's where we draw the line. Nipples. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then finally I found this place and of all places, I was just surprised, Texas. Um, and they don't normally print cards. And we ended up like coming up with a price that we both liked. And then I showed them the artwork and they were like, wow, we really love this. That's awesome. Like, can't wait to see what it looks like. And then that's how it happened. And I was like, yes, finally, it took a year, wow. a whole year. Um, to find somebody finally, but I'm very happy with, with them so far. It's been, been great. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely like, because it took so long, it was just, it kind of took away that, that moment of, um, I guess completing the deck. And so when I did finally get a chance to sh- like sell it for real, the, the reward of people like saying such nice things has been really cool. (laughs) Mm. And I mean, are you still dealing with that? I mean, does Instagram still ban you or, you know, I mean, where are you finding censorship in selling it now? I mean, can you buy it on Amazon or no? Well, so I don't have it on Amazon. I have it Etsy. Um, you can, I, I think I have it up on my shop, maybe on my website now. Um, but if not, it will be after this. Um, but on my Etsy, um, I have had problems with Etsy too because of the uh, they want to censor all of the artwork. But I find when I censor the artwork, it just to me doesn't give it as much yeah. meaning. I mean, um, it kind of not not to say that my work is all about the nudity part. It just it seems like such a for me compromise I don't know it like it was, yeah a compromise uh, uh I was gonna say sacrifice because mm-hmm. I it, to me it's just part of the that's that's part of the message you know um so having to do that has has been annoying <laughs> it also takes more time um I find myself having to sometimes post um, a few times on Instagram because the first time I forget and I don't censor and then they take it down immediately and mark, you know, they have now on Instagram are showing you all of your discrepancies, basically like a list Jeez. of like how many you have. Um, mine's pretty long. I'm very prolific. I think so I'll segue into how I've been feeling about um, posting my artwork. I, I haven't, I just posted something the other day, but I hadn't posted in so long because I think I'm a little afraid to post, Mm. um, because of that list. Every time it pops up, it says, you know, your account may be deleted. Um, and I understand that, you know, they have these guidelines, these community guidelines, but it, it does say like for art purposes that it, that it shouldn't affect, um, and it's art and it's still they still take it down 
so I, I don't really know. I think I'm kind of in this like limbo of not knowing whether or not um, my source of like, it mm-hmm. is a source of my revenue having an Instagram and having a Etsy. That's where I like make my money for getting, you know, selling my tarot and all that. Uh, so if my account gets deleted, that means that's that's gone. Um, you have to. I've been working on that for years. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's like this this fear of that being taken away from you like easily, um, and you feel like you're not doing anything wrong. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Social media is a whole other realm that I haven't quite figured out how to. Um, share my art on yet which is why I have my website right because that can't I don't have to censor that um but yeah how do you like where do you go to connect like it would seem that you kind of now have to like you're in the genre right you're in like <clears throat> the x-rated so how is that shifted yeah like the way that you go about in terms of like where you sell your work or just, just even how you frame yourself. Right. Because now there's all this, you know, you're, you're a, you know, porn star, you know, sex workers, sex positive, (laughs) like, you know, it's like all of a sudden, you know, like, um, I don't know if you noticed or you saw this, but, um, so the consumer electronics show was last week or something like that. And uh, I actually started following a hashtag called sex tech. And there's like all these new sex technologies that are coming out. And it was really exciting. And everyone was super excited to go to like, you know, the consumer electronics show. And there's going to be vibrators that are like mind blowing extra. So, um, yeah. (laughs) and, And you're just like, oh, wow, this is great. Women entrepreneurs and they're designing sex toys and this is really amazing. And it's the consumer electronics goods, you know, like this is the largest thing where like, and vibrators are very sellable, you know, it's a huge market and they canceled it. They canceled Mm -hmm. the sex tech section and they censored it completely. And yeah, in like 2020, you couldn't show a vibrator at the (laughs) Consumer Electronics. Oh my goodness. It's just, it's so crazy that we are so ingrained in all of this shame, you know? And it it just like, it continually Mm -hmm. baffles me that this is where we're at, that women are still Mm -hmm. constantly shamed and, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that the, the whole virgin whore complex is just, it's still rampant, right? Like you can't be nice Mm -hmm. and sexy, like no way. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. (laughs) There is, you cannot be a good person and also get fucked hard. There's just no way stop what you're doing. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's why I've just, I've spent so much time in, um, you know, because I've always loved sexuality. I've always thought that it was really great. I wasn't raised in, um, traditional religion that, um, 
made me feel bad about being a woman or enjoying pleasure or having any sort of sense of all of that stuff. So, you know, I guess my discovery is, is like, like I'm the same one. You guys are all crazy, but how do I have relationships <laughs> with crazy people? Right. Cause it's like, even though I don't have these hangups, everybody else does and they get really weirded out by me not having them. And I'm like, well, so do I teach you how to not have hangups or do you teach me how to have hangups and fit in? Also, have hangups and fit right. in is really miserable. Why would you do that? Right. Why would you do it? Why would you choose misery? You know, I'm, I also am an only child, so I spent a lot of time alone and... You know, and I think that there really is something to when you're an only child and you just, you don't have to explain yourself a lot, you know, right. like there's not a lot of like, would you please accept me for, you know, like there's just like, you're the golden child. Your parents are automatically, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you have, and you're responsible yeah. for everything. Like you can't sh sh shuffle yeah. off anything to anybody else. Like if something went wrong, yeah. it's, it's right. your fault. And there's no other way to do it. It's, yeah, it's you. <laughs> right. Like, there's just, yeah. hey, guess what? You're, it was me. It's totally me. It was me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm wondering how we can continue, like, we can open up that dialogue of, of like, self-acceptance and also accountability. Yeah. Like, being responsible for the feelings that you have. Because I think that that's actually, okay. like, really the way that it's, playing out is that people are unwilling to be responsible for their choices and their feelings and the, not, yeah. <laughs> and like not yeah. spending any time even unpacking it. You know, I've, I've met guys and, and you just mm -hmm. see them get mad and you're like, why are you mad? And they're like, I don't know. There's just a lot of things happening right know. now. It's just like, it's just like a block, yeah. <laughs> like a block of ice has just hit them. And they're like, I don't know, but this is very cold. Okay. All right. Yeah. So what are the tools? Well, like, yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's exactly what like it is. Like maybe it's yeah, the tarot deck that is the, one of the tools to feeling comfortable yeah. about being, even seeing sexual imagery. Cause that's another thing, you know? Right. Well, and, and you were talking about like family, like accepting you for you. Um, my mom tells me all the time, like, like, what, what in your childhood, like, kind of like, caused you to make this stuff? And she, she asks me quite frequently. Um, but then she just kind of like accepts it. I think it's this. I, I don't know where it came from, but I, I've, I've just always kind of been the person where I'm gonna be myself. Um, I'm going to be my authentic self and I do it for myself. Um, but if you like it, cool. If you don't, I don't give a shit. Um, and so with my family, I feel that way too. I just like kind of am myself around them. I don't really change my language anymore. Like I used to, um, because I feel like if, if I do go back into that, like, like you said, they're trying to teach you to fit in or whatever. And like, oh, don't say that. Or um, you shouldn't be thinking about that. Or 
that kind of art is a little too raunchy or whatever. Um, but like, if I just say fuck it and just do it anyways, um, it being seen by, by people who maybe think the same way as I do, they're like, yes, love it. But if somebody else sees it, at least they're going to think something about it. It's going to make them think about something, Mm. um, whether it be negative, right? Like, but if it's negative, at least there, it's making them kind of like the wheels are turning in like, why am I, like you said, like being, being responsible for the feelings that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so when somebody sees my art and they call it pornographic, that's their perception of the art. Mm-hmm. Like they're putting their sexual pleasures that they want um, but not really knowing how to express that. So instead they want to call it porn, which is like fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Porn's not a bad thing. Want it to be. Porn's not a bad thing, but they, but they think that it's these people who I'm talking about are, are using it in porn in a more negative way. Mm. Um, they don't think of it as such a positive thing as, as we do. Um, so when that happened, I, I think, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it, it, it's more of like the, the thought processes behind, um, about thinking about sex. So when, when somebody was calling it pornographic, I kind of like got a little upset, um, only because I knew that they were using it in a negative connotation. But then I had to step back and say, that is, that is the way that they think about the world, but maybe like them seeing this art and me getting to explain myself a little bit will help them change their mind about it in the future. Mm. Um, yeah. How do you, um, how do you, like, what is your own relation? Like, um, as an only child creating like this highly charged erotic tarot, do you feel like there's a a creation of stigma in terms of you developing intimacy with other people? Um, either that you have are like in this work all the time and like, it's hard to be around people who are not or that, that how people are intimidated. I'm guessing that there's a level of intimidation that's there because you Uh are, uh, have spent so much energy on evolving this aspect of yourself. Like, how do yeah. you yeah. negotiate that intimacy or, or do you just like, fuck it. If you're not at my level, bye. What do you think? <laughs> not so much. Um, I don't know. I think, I think you're right. Like I do see that level of intimidation, but I think it's, it's the fact that, um, it's not seen like this. Like, um, I feel like the way that I create, um, the imagery is I want it to be fun and I want it to be uplifting and kind of goofy, um, and pretty. So I think sometimes like, we can think of sex as like this dirty, which I, I don't mind it dirty, <laughs> but, um, perfectly fine. 
be perfectly fine. But having like having it presented in in this like more artistic way, I think can kind of um, diffuse that intimidation. Um, so people, I've noticed when they're looking at the cards, first thing they see is nudity. Um, so then it's like this shock, like, oh. And then I see their face kind of soften a little bit because they start to, my with my work, I feel like there's dimensions to it. So you kind of start somewhere and then you go in, <laughs> you go further down the rabbit oh, hole and you go further. Oh, they're doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's like first shock value, then, oh, I see this. Oh, I see that. Oh, this is cool. And then it just kind of like, I feel like it, yeah, it just like makes this kind of uh, different reaction to nudity. Um, and that that intimidation then eventually like goes away. Um, and then people find out that I'm also a little bit easier to talk to. I feel like sometimes my my appearance can get a little intimidating too. I have like really long nails and <laughs> like I'll usually have like a really harsh like eye makeup. So, um, but then when, when I get to talking to people, they're like, oh yeah, like I can see this, your work and blah, 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 blah. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get that. I. I usually wear like black and, you know, and I have my look and, um, you know, but like deep down inside, like I'm a disco sparkle fairy, like hundred percent, totally like happy disco sparkle fairy. And, you know, and so everyone is expecting this goth queen who's like super miserable. I'm like, actually, no, that's, you know, I'm a really called goth all the time, (laughs) which it's like, a compliment, but also, yeah, not, not the case. <laughs> right. I, um, I ended up going to, I guess, a goth New Year's and Rasputina was playing yeah. and everyone was like super gothed out. And I was like, oh, this isn't really, I'm not actually sad and mopey and stuff. Like I'm actually, I probably should have gone to like a disco party, you know, because like, you know, I love the aesthetic of it. It's not like it doesn't match the feeling and the vibe that I am, you know, um, but I, I feel like what's exciting about this day and Sometimes. age and yeah, right. Well, there are days, um, <clears throat> but I, I feel like what's really interesting is like the um, the which culture being able to kind of expand in so many other, like beyond just like your evil, you know, whatever, whatever the, the classic connotation of which is, and that there's now all of this new shaping form of how to be witchy and make it your own. And I think also Mm -hmm. just the Mm -hmm. idea of being able to even say it to people, you know, like saying, oh, right. I'm going to this witch's convening and just like a, a flat face, like, oh, I'm, yes, that's what I'm doing. And people like, and I still have these moments yeah. like imposter syndrome, like, are they going to freak out? Am I going to like, are they going to get pitchforks? What's going to happen? <laughs> right. And, and just like the level right. of like someone being like, oh yeah, okay. You're a witch. That's Okay. 
And yeah. you're like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, that nothing happened. Nothing happened. Society <laughs> is not crushing me right now for all of this stuff. I mean, like that gives me the hope that there is some way out of this mess. And it's like by t- by yeah. being not I, you know, like in the 80s and 90s, it's like pantsuit nation, like that women are supposed to be yeah. hyper masculine in order to um, be play fair, or, like be equal, like you have to be extra yeah. manly. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm extra girly and I'm still going to like, I'm equal because I'm extra girly. I'm, I'm not apologizing for that. You well, know? And, and now, and now with, I, I, I'm so excited about where the future is going to go um, with gender because this, this whole movement of non-binary and they, them and, and getting to choose like, just like what you want to be and you you get to be your authentic self, you know, like you don't have to conform to anything. And I hope like, I can't wait for the future. If I just hope it's not like one of those passing fads, you know? <laughs> oh, everyone was so non-binary right, right, right. in the 2020. <laughs> yeah. And then now everyone goes back no. in all sorts of oh, I ways. I think this is, this is definitely going to change. Um, change the course of history for sure what are some of the i'm excited um oh yeah i mean like we live in interesting times and if it weren't so incredibly horrific most of the time in like the general you know australian fires donald fucking trump is president Ah, like all the ptsd of it it's just like okay well this is definitely terrible but the reaction of that is that like people I like I I really feel that people have had to be like, well, I can't be kind of mediocre or like I need to live my dreams. I need to like actually take these risks because it literally lights could go out at any point in time, you know, and like that's how it pushes. Uh Right. Terrible things. But like like the warriors defend. Right. And I guess this is that's right. That is the interesting times that we live in. Um, I, I also wanted to touch on, um, things that inspired you. So, you know, favorite books or painters or, you know, I I always love the references. Like, you know, what is the music that you listened to while you were making this erotic art? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so artist wise, I'm a big fan of Claude Cahoon, who, Mm. um, was, kind of like a first non-binary pioneer um she lived in um france for a while uh, but she lived with her was her stepsister but it was also her lover partner um because they were together for a really long time uh, they fought they were like running an anti-nazi campaign as yes. well um at one point and just the art that they made together was just incredible uh photos very theatrical um very drag like early Ooh. drag um but also collage did a lot of collage so i really took inspiration from them um also pamela coleman smith from the rider weight tarot deck um mm-hmm. 
if you look at my images from the tarot deck next to hers, I really, you can see the similarities in, uh, in composition. Mm-hmm. I tried to like honor the way that she built the world, um, the, tar- the tarot world. Um, let's see who else. Frida Kahlo, of course, because <laughs> she's just amazing. Um, I'm a big fan of Aubrey Beardsley going to erotic stuff. Um, they're <laughs> the, the little illustrations that they do are so cute. It's like kind of chubbier women with like big booties and then little farts. With, <laughs> you'll just see like little farts come out. <laughs> just like so cute from like the I think he was like 1890s or something <laughs> he was doing this stuff so I really I really like to to look at art history and and a lot of the people I I idolize are people who were really doing something different in their time and radical and and not seen by the public often mm. um and they were trying I feel like I kind of try to do the same thing where you're just trying to show people like a different way of thinking. Um, let's see, music-wise, of course, David Bowie, we were talking about that earlier. Um, I I also listened to a lot of, um, like, early 1920s um, stuff. I love Ella Fitzgerald. I love um, Ruth Edding, mm. uh, Bessie Smith, kind of, like, the gritty oh, what women was that one it was like grit yeah like these gritty women um who just like to talk about like it, it just like she, bessie smith has a lot of songs that are definitely sexual innuendos and you're thinking about the time that they lived in and these women are singing these songs and like nobody's really catching on as to like what they're talking about um let's see what else um i'm a uh, anything psychedelic I'm all about. <laughs> I live in Haight-Ashbury and <laughs> work, have been working here for a while. And <laughs> just, um, yeah, all those people. Jefferson Airplane, Janice Joplin. <laughs> um, let's see. What What holds that mystique okay. about psychedelia for you? Um, I think it's like probably just again seeing the world in a different way um it's about more about i kind of say like reaching the rainbow Mm -hmm. and like bringing it back down to earth um you're you're trying to mix these these realms together and kind of create your own world and that's that's what i think psychedelia is um so using that in my art has been really fun because you can kind of build a world from from just like color or um, texture or different like I like to use a lot of uh, like swirly lines and stuff Um, so I think giving that movement uh, also creates like uh, a sensory thing for for the viewer Um, like when you're adding psychedelic colors like next to each other so you're like using the neons and things but when they're all kind of tonal together your eyes start to vibrate so I like using that kind of inspiration too Hmm. and then um 
do you have any like uh spiritual or just overall like life inspirational things that like pieces that you take with you into this erotic journey into this uh witchy journey into this you know artist journey I don't know. I feel like tarot has just been the tool for me lately. Um, I haven't really found anything else yet that that kind of gives me the same calm or same, um, I guess, problem-solving thought process <laughs> or meditative process um yeah mostly that and taking walks in in the park nature <laughs> getting out in nature is my biggest thing whenever I'm feeling like a little antsy or any anxiety just go for a walk and uh, get my feet in the dirt <laughs> get some mushrooms around you <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I, growing up on the farm, I was just like always outside. And so living in the city is so different from that, that, yeah, sometimes it's just like getting to be like, I just go to Golden Gate Park because it's, oh, it's, it's so big yeah. and so many places to hide. <laughs> you can just go hang out and finally be alone for a second. Yeah. So. Um, and last but not least, I want to respect your time. Um, where do you go from here? What's next? Uh, next. Um, I'm trying some different things. I, I want to do more painting. Mm. I, I originally started paint as a painter. Um, and I've, I think I kind of have the same psychedelic erotic style uh, that I do in my Um It's just a little... I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a little more feminine. Um, mm. But I do a lot of uh, like alien babes hanging out with their plants and doing weird erotic things to themselves or to each other. <laughs> um, so I, I have a show coming up. Uh, I guess it's not too soon, but it's during pride season. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be at a salon in uh, hate. And so I'm working on paintings for that. So I'm very excited to display those. Um, and then I've just been trying to like collage new things, um, trying to still keep the same eroticism, but um, just branching out into different mediums. I think I want to try different mediums now. <laughs> Have you considered like animation? Yes. I have. I've done on my website. I don't know if, if you can see there's one of them um, where there's like a foot and some fruit. Um, so I did that one a while back and I would love to try that again with new stuff. Um, and I now I have the tools to do it. So I think it's a good time. Um, yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's time consuming, but it's fun. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't imagine that like, that this is your passion that you would want. I mean, you know, I, I, I guess everyone evolves in some way, shape or form, but you know, once you yeah. sort of delve into the world of like sexy 
you know, sensual juiciness. Yeah. Why would you ever yeah. leave? You know, like, so. No, the... I never want to leave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> never. Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just the right. ever unfolding uh, eroticism of uh, femininity and the exchange of energy, the beauty of it all. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, so uh, let me see here. And then if anyone is interested, which they should totally be interested in, and check out <laughs> her amazing artwork, let me see here. Let me pull it up. Um, you can go to jessalynragus.com. And I think there's Sugar links. Huh? <laughs> My last name is Sugar spelled backwards. Oh, ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's super yeah, good. That's how and I <laughs> I'll put links um, to everything in the show. Um, and then we're probably going to officially launch cause I wanted, I don't know why I was so obsessed with like having a full season to release. <laughs> I want to be a season. I'm Netflix. God damn it. Um, but yeah, so it should be up yeah, and then binge me. <laughs> right. Like that's, you know, I, 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 I love binging. So why not? That's, I make bingy stuff. Why not? Exactly. Um, so awesome. I'll I'll get in touch with everyone, and as soon as it's launched, and you know, and then you can share it and all that stuff. But um, yeah, this has been so much fun. I just really love your work, and um, I wish you all the best. And um, yeah, I mean, well done. Thank you so much. I can't wait to hear and let's binge your whole season. <laughs> it's, it's, I got to tell you, it's Thanks really so much good. Thanks for including me today. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been wonderful. All right, have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Do, 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 do.